guy who's been It's such an earthly song I heard a rumor from ground control Oh no, don't say it's true I got a message from the action man I'm happy, hope you're happy too Love the love needed love, so did the tales following. They're shrieking, but nothing is killing. Just pictures of Jap girls in synthesis, and I ain't got no money, and I ain't got no hair. But I'm hoping to kick if this planet is glowing on, 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 ashes to ashes, funk to funky. We know Major Tom's a junkie, strung out in heaven's high, hidden at all time low. Tell myself I'll stay clean tonight But the little green wheels Are following me Oh no, not again I'm stuck with a valuable friend I'm happy, hope you're happy too One flash of light but no smoking pistol I've never done good things I've never done bad things I never did anything out of the blue oh, I need an axe to break the ice I wanna come down right now Ashes to ashes, funk to funky We know Major Tom's a junkie Strung out in heaven's high Hidden at all time low My mother says to get things done You better not mess with Major Tom My mother says to get things done You better not mess with Major Tom My mother says to get things done You better not mess with Major Tom My mother says to get things done You better not mess with Major Tom That's Linda McRae and her banjo on her version of David Bowie's Ashes to Ashes. Yes, that's right, Bowie on a banjo. And that's from her new solo album, Going to the Well. The new recording actually came out of a house concert put on by fellow singer-songwriter Denny Gautier in St. Thomas, Ontario, who suggested that Linda might like to record a few tracks in his studio. Well... What followed is a new stripped-down recording 
that really is just Linda McRae singing alongside her guitar or banjo on solo versions of some recent Linda McRae songs and some inspired covers. And there are also some lovely cameos in there too. To learn more about the new album, we're pleased to welcome Linda McRae back to Folk Roots Radio. It's great to have you join us today, Linda. It's great to be here, Jan. Thank you so much for having me. This must feel very special to you because I don't think that when you hooked up with Danny to do this house concert, you were thinking, oh, yeah, I'm going to knock off an album while I'm here, too. No, not at all. We were doing a, my husband, James, and I, he travels with me all the time. He managed me, manages me as well. We were uh, doing some shows in Ontario, booking some shows, and we were looking for, we had a spare date, and he, you know, I just put something out on Facebook to see if anybody had any suggestions. And my friend Barry Payne from Rant Maggie Rant and Stringbone got in touch with me and said, oh, you should get in touch with Denny Gaucher. He's a really wonderful um, singer-songwriter, and he does a house concert once in a while at his house. So he gave me his contact information, and uh, I got in touch with Denny. And lo and behold, he you know put on a house con- concert for us. And while we were there, he said, hey, why don't you come up and record a couple songs? I have a studio upstairs. So I thought, what the heck? So <laughs> I ended up going up there and we recorded about six songs that day. It was just me and the guitar or the banjo. And he sent me some mixes that he had done. And I was just blown away. It sounded really rich and full, especially in the stripped down versions you know, of the songs. And for a long time, People that come out to the shows were always saying that they would love to have a CD, a recording that better represented what I do live instead of a studio produced record, you know, with drums and the whole shebang. It just kind of came out pretty organically. And then another time we were heading out to actually I was I was doing a Willie P. Bennett tribute, some shows that Barry Payne again had put together and Denny was on the tour and we ended up spending a couple more days at Denny's place while we were on that tour. And his family, he has this amazing family. They have four beautiful kids, he and his wife, Angie. And uh, we just had so much fun staying with them. So I ended up recording another six or seven songs. Actually, there's 15 altogether. And we ended up choosing 11 of them, which was uh, one track, including a version that Denny and I did of a Willie P. Bennett song. He's singing the lead and I'm singing the harmony. It's kind of a duet. So yeah, it was it was a really lovely surprise and you know, one that just came about by accident, <laughs> really. Well, it, it sounds very special. I have to say I, I love this the serendipity of these things. You know, you yeah, you talk to Barry, too. he suggests Denny, you contact Denny, you end up setting up a, a house concert, suddenly you're recording together. And now you're like fast friends. and Yeah, uh, it's very true. I mean, we're they're like, they've welcomed us like family. James and I just had an incredible time there every time we go there. And we're looking forward to seeing them again. They manufactured the CDs and everything as well. You produced, mastered it, manufactured it. And they also have a t-shirt business. So he's made a bunch of t-shirts for us, pressed a bunch of t-shirts for us as well which we're just getting up online now. I've been out on the road for two the past two months, and then when I got home, I had a ton of stuff that's, you know, facing me that I have to get 
to take care of for the release of this record. So Well, that's great. I knew Danny Gauthier was a great producer. Um, oh, I is. didn't realize he also was a one-stop shop, which is wonderful. He is. Yeah, no, yeah. that's great. So let's uh-huh. talk about the songs on the album. Mm-hmm. We started off with your version of David Bowie's Ashes to Ashes, which is just phenomenal because it's like, okay, that's a completely different song, you know, because it's just you and the banjo. Right. Really simple. Heroes is on there as well. So there's two yeah. Bowie songs on the album. Uh, what yeah. made you want to cover these? I actually, a couple of years back, my friend Doug Cox, who runs the Vancouver Island Music Festival, is a wonderful dobro and mandolin player. We've been playing together quite a bit over the last couple of years. He called me up out of the blue one day and said, hey, would you be interested in being part of a David Bowie band? And this was eight months to a year before David had passed away. Turns out that our first show was about three weeks after he died. It was an incredible experience. We almost canceled it because we didn't want it to seem like we were just jumping on the bandwagon and taking advantage of the situation. But it turns out there were eight of us. We had an eight-piece band with five singers that all chose specific David Bowie songs to cover. Ashes to Ashes and Heroes were two of my five choices and I've been doing them in in my shows and people were going on God I want to buy that and you don't have a copy of that anywhere so I ended up playing those songs when Denny and I were recording there and lo and behold they ended up on the album so I'm really grateful to to uh to Doug for having asked me to be part of that that band because it was it was one of the most incredible experiences I've ever had as a musician it was just so fun and and his material was we had no idea how complicated his material really was it was some of the hardest stuff that all of us in the group had ever been involved in so yeah it was it was it was an incredible experience I'm so grateful to have had that well you know I love it the fact that you know Ashes to Ashes is the is the first track on the new album and right. it's the way it starts, you know, it, it really has that. It's like, okay, this is, there's almost like a David Bowie deliverance type thing starting here, you know, <laughs> maybe next you'll put a whole, put a whole album together. <laughs> well, and it was one of my favorite songs of yeah. his. I always just love that song. I, my daughter and I took her to see him in Vancouver. It was right at the time when that record came out. It was the tubes. And Peter Gabriel and then David Bowie. Just such an amazing show. It definitely um, would be with the tubes, Peter Gabriel and David <laughs> Bowie on the same bill. Yeah, no yeah. kidding. You know, I really came more from that realm of music. I got into folk music a lot later in life. So, you know, I, I, I grew up on the country music of my parents, Hank Williams Sr. and Patsy Cline and Lefty Frizzell and all those wonderful people. And then, you know, the Beatles, I discovered the Beatles and everything changed. And and then I got into Led Zeppelin and, you know, a lot of the, well, more more rock music. And then got into David Bowie and Peter Gabriel and the Tubes and all that kind of stuff. So I've really kind of run the gamut as far as my musical tastes go. And then I then I discovered the banjo and... And Gene Ritchie, and that kind of led me into an entirely new uh, avenue of music. So, yeah, it's been a really fun discovery. In your Spirit of the West days, I mean, you were pretty out out there in those days, weren't you? 
<laughs> well, yeah, I mean, and again, you know, our first, we just lost Mitch Padalik, who, mm. uh, wonderful musical advocate. It's really sad, you know. He put on the very first Spirit of the West show I ever was involved in at the West End Cultural Center. And I guess that would have been in 89. And there were 14 acts that were all doing Stan Rogers songs. Everybody did two songs. I didn't know who Stan Rogers was at the time because I had been in this whole rock world and just, you know, that whole, that whole style of music had just kind of really slipped my, uh, you know, the window of music that I had uh, discovered throughout the years. So with Spirit of the West, too, we kind of tackled it. It was pretty folky in the beginning, and then it kind of got back into the rock vein with the addition of, you know, Vince Dittrich and the drums and all that stuff. So, yeah, it was it was an amazing journey, this musical journey I've been on. Well, it certainly sounds like it's creativity with a capital C. There's absolutely oh, no yeah. doubt about that. I'd like to go back to the album and play another track. Now, we're going to play one of the tracks that you wrote, but this actual track is going to be a co-write with Kelly Kessler. There are oh. other, I think, three other Linda McRae tracks on the album yeah. that were also on Shadow Trails, but rather than band versions, these are just really stripped back, right? Yes, yeah. yeah. I kind of felt like somehow the songs just got a little lost in the production. I loved the production of the last record, but at the same time, I just felt like, you know, some of the some of the actual intent of the song those songs in particular were lost a little bit. So I just decided to, you know, redo them for this record. So yeah, and Empty is a song that, I, as you mentioned, I wrote with my friend Kelly Kessler. She's an incredible potter here uh, in Nashville, and she's a professor at the, the university in, in Murfreesboro teaching pottery right now, but she's also an incredible singer-songwriter She's an incredible uh, bluegrass guitar player. She managed a wonderful bluegrass artist uh, here in Nashville uh, by the name of Missy Rains. Oh, she's and, great. Um, yeah, I love yeah, her. She's yeah. really great. And Kelly is, a, is one of the people in Nashville that I write with quite a lot. We've got a bunch of new songs right now that I'm hoping, you know, will be on the next album. So, yeah, it's just been really fun working with her. I sort of feel a real kindred spirit with her in the writing vein and, and other veins as well. She's just a really great person. Yeah, I love working with her. Let's listen to that just now. This is Linda McRae with Empty from her great new album, Going to the Well. You're listening to Folk Roots Radio, and I'm Jan Hall. Like no street light, 
just a place you pass by on my way. Empty as a heart that can't afford a new start. Empty, empty, empty. Take a right, not a lived in house in sight. This town popped up overnight, empty. Once stood so proud, now left to fall down. A monument to credit hands. No porch light, no street light, just a place you pass by on the highway. Empty as a heart that can't afford a new start. Empty. Linda McRae with Empty from her new album, Going to the Well. It's an interesting album because it's really stripped back. And as Linda mentioned early in the interview, she is our special guest on the show today. The way this happened was just things coming together, you know, the universe aligning. And she ended up recording this album at Denny Gautier's wonderful studio in St. Thomas. The interesting thing about Empty, though, as well as being, you know, a Linda McRae solo song it also has Gerf Morlicks on it doesn't it yes it does my friend Gerf Morlicks uh I've known gosh I was I played the the uh, Edmonton Folk Festival in 
89 or 90 when I first joined Spirit and I met him there. He was playing with Lucinda Williams and we just became fast friends. He and his wife, Brandy, are wonderful folks and he's such a talented producer and writer. He produced my second solo record, Crying Out Loud, it's called. Girk has played on every album. I've had him play something on every album that I've, every solo record that I've produced. I called him up and asked him if he would mind adding a couple of things to two songs. As I meant, yeah, yeah, it's, it is really stripped down, but he, he ended up adding a guitar, acoustic guitar track and a vocal to Empty and one other song on the record called Dimming of the Day, Richard Thompson cover that I just adore. And so, yeah, it's just been really great. We see each other a few times a year. He usually, he and his wife pass through here on their way up to um, their cottage in Ontario every June and then back in September on their way back to Austin. So, It's a great song. And, and certainly I, I remember chatting to, to Gurf back in the day about the fact that how he manages to, to balance his time with coming back to Ontario once a year right, to, right. to enjoy it. That's wonderful. Uh-huh. Let's talk about some of the other things that you're involved in, because as well as, you know, your solo work, uh, you've also been playing, you mentioned Doug Cox's name earlier. Yeah. And you've been playing mm-hmm. quite a bit with Doug in the yeah. last year or so. And you yeah. also, I think, played a, a gig with Bill Kirchin as well as Doug. We did. Uh, the three of us played the Vancouver Music Festival just uh a month ago, I guess it was now. And oh my gosh, it was so much fun. I'm such a huge fan of Bill's. I recorded one of his songs on this record. I, I just think he, he's an incredible songwriter and most people know him as a guitar player, you know, the Titan of the Telecaster. He's an original member of Commander Cody and the Lost Planet Airmen. Uh, and he's a great singer. He's a great guitar player, but he's also a really wonderful songwriter. And it was an honor for me to to do that gig with him. I did another gig with him in Nashville a couple of years back too, was playing bass with him. And hopefully, you know, we'll be able to continue that in the, in the future. Um, yeah. Cause he's just a, he's a super fella, really fun too. Really, really fun. So Doug and I are actually starting a duo as well. I'm heading up to his place in on Vancouver Island in October. And we're going to record a duo record. Oh, nice. Um, yeah, in the middle of October. I also have a, a group that I'm working with here in Nashville called Crossing the Caney, which are uh, three players from a group that were really popular here in Nashville. About 20 years ago, they were called the Cluster Pluckers. Their parties, I met them at a jam at their house. I was invited by some folks, uh, some friends, mutual friends, people like Roland White, who used to play with Bill Monroe and... John Hartford used to hang out at their house and Chad Atkins and Grandpa Jones. There's sort of royalty in the bluegrass country scene and are just sweet, sweet, sweet people. And Chris Ballinger and Dale Ballinger and Mark Howard is a wonderful guitar player. He was Cowboy Jack Clement's right-hand guitar player. He's actually just done some work on a new uh, Nancy Griffiths record. So, yeah, it's just really been fun playing with them as well. It's like three-part harmony and lots of, you know, amazing music, mostly country and bluegrass standards so far. We're going to be writing, doing some writing together as well at some point. 
in the future when everybody has time to get together. <laughs> so do you think you'll also get in the studio as well then? Oh yeah. We yeah. actually have already been in the studio. Uh, we've got about, we just need about another couple of days. Mark, okay. right in the middle of uh, the recording sessions, Mark sold his house with the studio. He had two places that he was renting one house with the studio out. So he sold that whole place and he's going to be setting up a whole brand new studio. So we just have to, to, uh, you know, hold our horses until he gets all set up again and gets going again as well. Yeah. Well, I love hearing about how busy you are. That's just fantastic. Let's play another track from the album. You mentioned Bill Kirchen's name. The, the track of his that you put on the album is Man in the Bottom of the Well. And he plays yeah. guitar on it. And, you know, it just it, it really brings something extra to it, doesn't it? It really does. Yeah. Um, you know, I had no idea what he was going to play on this song. I just I just wrote him and asked him if he could play some guitar and sing some Bee Gees and uh and he and he did, and it just you know it it really elevated the whole song to a whole new level. Yeah, I just love the song so much. You know, it's funny, but every time you mention Bee Gees, I think, oh, she's going to cover the Bee Gees on the next <laughs> album. That, of course, is background vocals as you well. You never know. <laughs> <laughs> Let's listen to that just now. This is Linda McRae with the Man in the Bottom of the Well from her great new album, Going to the Well. You're listening to Folk Roots Radio, and I'm Jan Hall. There's a man in the bottom of the well Did he jump? Was he pushed? Is he lying where he fell? And the soul I 
That's Linda McRae with her version of Bill Kirchen's Man in the Bottom of the Well from her new album. The new album is entitled Going to the Well. Linda's our special guest on Folk Roots Radio today. We're catching up with her down in Nashville. As she mentioned earlier in the interview, she has been, you know, touring around quite a bit. She's been teaching, I think, a lot this summer, haven't you, Linda? I have. I taught at uh, five different music camps this past summer. One of them was on a three-masted schooner off the coast of Maine. Oh, I'd <laughs> vote for that one. <laughs> absolutely incredible. Uh, and it's booked again for next year, so stay tuned for that. We'll be uh, sending out you know, some notices about that. I've, I actually have been booked for three songwriting workshops for next year as well. But yeah, I've been teaching at Smithers Guitar Camp in Smithers, B.C. for next year will be my fourth year, I believe. And then I taught at Arts Wells, Island Mountain Arts, this past July, the end of July, with uh, the wonderful Dan Byrne. That was such an incredible experience. We had so much fun. Was a fan of his, but hadn't met him before. And he's just a joy to work with. So much fun. We had a great time. We had 20 students over the course of five days. And we worked their butts off. (laughs) So it was really, really a lot of fun. The songwriting uh, workshops, actually, James and I are doing workshops at home here, too. We have people come and spend three days and four nights with us, and I work with them one-on-one on on their songwriting, and um, they stay here. Uh, We show them around Nashville, and I cook them breakfast and lunch, and and we take them out for dinner one night, show them them the town, and then they're kind of on their own for the rest of the time if they want to work on their writing or go see the city or whatever they want to do. So that's been an incredible thing too. And I'm just so grateful to have had those experiences before 2011. I had never done any teaching before. We were invited to be part of the arts and corrections program at New Folsom prison in California. And that's kind of how, how it all started. I started a writing workshop called express yourself writing workshops, working with at risk youth and, inmates and people going through detox and we've worked with over 2,500 people now. It's just been a tremendous gift. I'm loving it so much. It's so much fun and I get as much as the students do from, I learn something new every, every workshop I do. It's just, it's just wonderful. I love it. It sounds like a natural fit. I mean, not just the fact that you have huge amounts of experience But you're obviously, you know, one of the things I love about your live performances is uh, even when you're playing solo is how comfortable you are with the audience. You build rapport really fast. I mean, not everybody has that. And I think that really must have helped you. I think that's one of the reasons why the workshops work so well. James does the, my husband, James Whitmire, does the uh, workshops with me. Not the songwriting ones, but the writing workshops in in the facilities. People there really relate to him. He's he's celebrating his 32nd sobriety birthday this year. And a lot of people are going through similar issues that he went through in his early life as well. So they really relate to him. He has a wonderful story and a great rapport as well. So, you know, I think we're able to build trust and comfort in the, in the safe, a safe, basically, I really try and create a safe space for people, whether it's at my live shows or in the classroom workshops as well. It's really important to me, you know, in the writing situations, 
sometimes we uncover a lot of uh, really heavy, pretty tricky situations. And it's just, if, if people feel comfortable enough to be able to share that stuff, it, it really makes a big difference in, in how far they go into them, into the uh, subject matter. And, you know, that, that's why it's just so important to me to try and create a safe space. But yeah, it's got to be fun as well. Yeah, no, it sounds it sounds like it's a it's a really, uh, I mean, from your point of view, I mean, it's a really enriching experience for you. But you're obviously helping these people, you know, through some difficult, really difficult times. Yeah, so. well, I'm trying. Yeah. You know, we always suggest that there's a psychologist or someone available at the facilities because the workshops, the writing stuff can bring things up for people and I definitely don't want to leave somebody in a worse situation than they were when they came in so yeah. so it's really important to me that uh that they, that the opportunity is there if they need to talk to someone afterwards that that is provided I'd like to talk about live performance but before we get there I do want to give you a chance just to talk about the escape to create residency that you did as well because I think some interesting things came out of that didn't they Yes Escape to Create is an artist residency that is held in Seaside, Florida, in the Panhandle. It's, there's two intakes. One is in January, six people in January, and six people in February. And it's run by six women who live in that area. Wonderful, wonderful women. Marsha Dowler is, is kind of the brainchild behind the whole thing. I actually found out about it through a fellow here, Tommy Womack who's a wonderful artist here in Nashville, he had been posting about the, the residency on his website, and that's how I found out about it. So I applied. I did one in 2015, and then I did another one in just in February of this year. And in 2015, most of the songs that I wrote then came out on, the, on the, my last album, or my most recent album. I don't like to say my last album. That's always <laughs> tempting me. But on on the Shadow Trail album, about eight of the songs from that album were written during that residency. And this residency, I um, I decided to try and create a stop motion animation video. So I I had a whole month in Seaside, Florida, with my own house, the small stipend every week, and the inspiration. And uh, there's six people in total. There were an artist, a writer from Croatia, and a sax player from California, an incredible visual artist from um, Kansas City, and just from all over the place. We would all get together for a weekly dinner and just discuss how things were going and, you know, what our challenges and what our, what our uh, joys were and all that kind of thing. It's just, it's incredibly inspiring. So, I used my time there to create a stop motion animation video for, for the song Long Shadow Trail, which will be coming out probably in a month. I pretty much finished it, but there was a couple of things that I wanted to change around a bit too. So I'm, I'm just working a little bit on that. And, and that'll be about the same time the album comes out, right? Yeah. Because mm -hmm. the album is scheduled for early October. Yes. Yeah. Uh -huh. So no, October 1st, that's yeah. great. Yeah. Now you're also going to be on tour. I think you're back in Canada on tour in November. That's uh, right. That's going to be uh, interesting because it's not just you. You're bringing some people along with you. Yeah, well, it's uh, my friend Barry Payne <laughs> and uh, and Danny uh, Gauthier. He's, uh, they're both going to – we've got seven shows, I think, booked in November 
And the dates will be up on my website. We're ending it off at Hughes Room in Toronto. But yeah, it's going to be really fun. We're going to be doing, Danny will be joining me on my set. And they'll be doing a lot of their own stuff solo, I believe. Barry may bring one other person. I'm not sure. We haven't totally talked about what the whole shows are going to be, what they're going to look like yet. But the dates are booked. And um, yeah, and then I'm doing some more stuff in February on the west coast of Canada as well. And then down through the States to California. We're going heading back down to New Folsom Prison to do some workshops then as well. So. Oh, it sounds great. And if you want to get the dates, now currently I, there are dates in Hamilton, Stratford, Hensel, London and Toronto in the November the November tour. And as Linda mentioned, uh, she'll be heading out west in early 2020. But go to lindamccray.com and you can probably, can you sign up for your mailing list? Keep up to date with everything? Oh, you can. Yes, yeah. there's a sign up right on the first page there, yes. Yeah, so. that's right. So you can keep up with everything to do with Lyndon and McRae. And I got a bit that, you know, Barry James Payne, Denny Gauthier, Lyndon McRae on the same bill. Mm, that sounds like that's going to be a wonderful <laughs> night of live music. Yeah, it'll, it's going to be a lot of fun. I'm really looking forward to it. We're going we're gonna to have to find some song that we can all do at the end to... You know, be uh, back you into know. the Bowie catalog, I guess. <laughs> well, yeah, possibly. that might be part of my show, but but yeah, we'll see. Yeah, It'll no, that's great. That, that we yeah. can all join in on, yeah, for sure. It's been an absolute pleasure to talk to you today. We're going to finish uh, with another song from the album, and you know, I was I was caught in two minds because I thought, well, I really want to play Long Shadow Trail because it's great, but people, I will have to wait. It will appear on Folk Roots Radio uh, another day. But we're going to play your version of Richard Thompson's Dimming of the Day. It is the end of the interview, and it is a beautiful song. Uh, you mentioned earlier that this is a song you really love. Well, it's interesting. I was in London, gosh, it was ages ago. I can't even remember. It must have been 79. And there was a band there called Any Trouble playing. Oh, my band. God. I used to love Any Trouble. Yeah. yeah, Clive Gregson's Clive band. Clive Gregson. Oh, my God. What and a fabulous he, singer. Yeah, well, they did this song, and I just went, oh, my God, what an incredible song. And then I discovered that it was actually a Richard Thompson song. And, you know, we, when we were just going through some things, I said to Danny, hey, what? I love this song. I haven't played this in ages. And we just got the lyrics off the Internet, and uh, and I started playing it. And, it, oh, my God, I just, I just can't believe it. It, it turned out really well. And it was, uh, again, it was total serendipity. I just had no, not, didn't really have a plan to put it on the record, but uh, loved the way it turned out. So I, I just, I love everything about this song, everything it says, the melody. Richard Thompson is just such an, I mean, he's, everybody's, you know, guitar player is guitar player, but he's, again, he's a wonderful singer songwriter. I uh, just, I just love what he does, and I want to thank you so much, Jan, for for doing this. You're such a wonderful interviewer, and I want everybody out there to know that uh, Jan has just been honored with the Estelle Klein Award, which is a huge, tremendous honor. So, congratulations on that, and thank you again. I just really appreciate. Well, thank you that. very much. I, I am. I was blown away to find out I was getting the Estelle Klein Award this year because I love what I do, you know, and yeah. uh, all our lives have different roads. And, you know, the fact sure that I get do. to do this all the time now, it is very much my labor of love. But I love 
being able to talk to people like you. It's just, uh-huh. um, it's well, just likewise. an absolute pleasure. <laughs> Thank uh, you so Linda McRae has a wonderful new album out. It's entitled Going to the Well. And we're going to finish with her version of Richard Thompson's Dimming of the Day. And remember, she will be on tour in Ontario in November. Thanks again, Linda. Thank you, Jan. This old house has fallen down around my ears I'm drowning in a river of my own tears When all my will is gone, you hold me sway You pull me like the moon pulls on the tide You know just where I keep my better side When days have come to tear our souls apart A broken promise or a broken heart When all the bonnie birds have
When 